Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Welcome to SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay, here with Virginia Nussi and Mindy Weinstein. Hello, everybody. Hi there. SEM Synergy is our weekly digital marketing podcast, airing Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific on webmasterradio.fm, on iTunes, and now on iHeartRadio. If you're listening, will you please review us or rate us on iTunes? Go to the smsynergy.com slash iTunes directory and let us know what you think of the show. We'd love to hear back from you. We would appreciate it. Get some feedback from people who are listening and... um, Tell us what you want to hear about. We'd love to know. Uh, I thought today we would talk about, um, Bruce, your, your annual predictions. And Every year, this is since 2006, you've been publishing your predictions for how you see the SEO industry the year, in the year to come. So this time around, you had nine predictions. They're available now on the blog. If you go to bruceclay.com slash blog, it will be up near the top. Or you can, of course, search for Bruce Clay's 25 25- 2015 predictions for the SEO industry. You cover all sorts of things. Um, mobile obviously has a prominent place in your predictions, so maybe we could start there. Um, where do you see uh, the search engines uh, treating, or how do you see them treating mobile and shifting because of that? Well, the and the first prediction really does address that. I think that what we're going to see is a general following of the Google quality guidelines. I think that mobile is going to be really more about result satisfaction uh, and everything that is entailed in that. Uh, It'll be almost as much about does it answer the question as anything else. The technical issues, the speed, the performance, the you know, all those kinds of things, and is it mobile ready, and all of those are going to be important. But I think that what we're going to find is that there will be some sort of measurement of, hey, people really like this mobile site. And I don't think there's a lot of people looking at it that way. I think the average person still thinks about desktop. They don't really think about mobile. Talking about the average business? Yeah, the average business. you know, there's the new mobile section in Webmaster Tools. There's, you know, the, the buttons are too close out of is it usable. I think that those are all satisfaction issues more so than just pure technical issues. And I think Google's been calling them out and looking to improve uh, overall satisfaction of all search results everywhere. Uh, and I think that'll really drive up the acceptance in the mobile space of Uh, what I envision to be a general shift even of the desktop search results to being more mobile biased even on the desktop. I wonder um, in your second prediction you say 
The first page Google results will be entirely made up of pages that are mobile friendly, fast, and contain mission specific content. Now, you, you're saying this saying the first page of Google results, not just on mobile, but on desktop, on are going desktop. to be mobile friendly. So, mobile as a ranking signal is something that's coming. I think everyone's kind of come to that conclusion mm -hmm. after the webmaster tools and email warnings to webmasters about critical mobile usability errors on a site? I think we're talking something bigger. Um, you see, I, I envision this to be a platform battle. I, I don't think this is desktop with access to mobile. I see this almost like a different browser. I see yes it has to be compatible and I see yes the browsers will be compliant and you're gonna have you know Chrome on everything and you're gonna have Firefox on things you're gonna have different browsers on different platforms and I'm okay with that what I see is this is maybe one of the greatest equalizers we're going to see for the next 10 years see Google is dominant right now on the desktop no doubt. But the battle is for mobile eyes and hearts, right? That's where the battle really is. And I think that what Google has, in order to dominate that space, Google has no choice but to try to become more dominant with mobile-friendly sites everywhere, not just on mobile. And I think it'll spill over onto the desktop. Um, now, there's other things that, that happen. I mean, I, I think we're going to see a lot of people have voice searches, and I think we're going to see, uh, you know, results uh, that are more answers and much less vague. I think that Google, especially when you consider on a mobile device, all the clicks are at the top one or two positions. I think Google, Google has almost no choice but to make them a, very specific to the query. See, the sites that come up, if you look at the top 10 sites, a lot of them are brands, but the pages that come up are not specific to the query, always. Some of them are, they are uh, the proper theme or the proper category, but not exact match to the query the way you would hope but they're brands. And I think what we're going to see on some mobile searches, and therefore on desktop searches, if I'm right, is that we are going to get very much the pendulum swinging back to exactly solving the problem. This is going to be, this is your question, we answered your question. I think um, by means of explaining that, um, because of more mobile searches, we'll see more conversational queries, right? More Correct. voice searches, more long tail questions that are, are trying to get to a specific, um, like you said, to answer a question rather than kind of talk about a theme. So if we see more of these queries, then Google's going, or a search engine or whatever mm -hmm. we, we look toward, it's going to need to um, deliver pages that rather than are an authority because they're a big brand. So if you look at the concept EAT, maybe an expert because it answers a question and it completes the topic 
expertise is going to be weighted more heavily than authority signals. That's correct. Mm -hmm. I see that as the swing. And that's that's an, a pretty specific prediction, whereas things are going the way of mobile. Seems like a slam dunk. <laughs> Maybe what we'll see with, you know, in regards to user behavior and longer queries and, you know, expertness being more important. We'll have to see. Yeah. Okay, I have to take make us take a quick break, but there's more predictions on the way, so stay right there for more SEM Synergy. <coughs> Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investments. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. So one of the other predictions, um, Bruce, that you would made was talking about SEO, that SEO will become more technical, but at the same time, It'll become deeper and broader, so it also marketing is an aspect of that too. So SEOs will have to have some marketing skills plus be technical, and I mean I agree with that. I mean I look at even where we were years ago, and it was very much segmented. There was SEO, 
they're technical, there's marketing on one side, there wasn't much overlap. So while of course with SEO we're going to have the technical side, we have to make sure that we have things correct on the website. We want to be crawled, we want to be indexed. At the same time, we're in a space where we have to think about the searcher. And even thinking about the searcher, I'm going as far as keywords that they're searching for, you know, who is it that you're trying to attract, and then you have to optimize for that. That is part of it. And even using the right language. We talk a lot even about reading level and things with content. You have to know what's natural. And so there is a lot of marketing involved with that too. For me, that makes me happy because <laughs> I have both sides of it, but it's a nice mix together, and it's something that I think is a good way that we'll be going. I absolutely agree. Um, if you think about the evolution of SEO, SEO originally was highly technical, almost programming, mm -hmm. and, and I consider it to have been a programming uh, exercise. And the people doing SEO had to, you know, no bits and bytes and HTML and all the things that went into technical SEO. The difference here from where the world is is that these are people that never came through marketing channels. Mm -hmm. They didn't really have to learn how to market anything. They just came in and were able to conquer the search engines and therefore got traffic and therefore won. But they won without really focusing on marketing. Mm -hmm. And if you think back on SEO and how Google is trying to get things to go, uh, I don't think Google cares that you do things technical because anybody doing something technical you know you're causing your site to outperform others they'd rather the site that wins is the site that is a marketing site because marketing sites spend a lot of money on pay-per-click they spend a lot of money on uh, enhancements that Google is gonna have or will offer in the future I, I see marketing is what Google wants people to do uh, not so much SEO the the caveat in all of this is SEO is getting more technical, you know, and when you think about SEO, and, and I think a lot of SEOs can feel this, um, it's almost like having a game controller in your hands. You know, you, you, you shoot the enemy, you, <laughs> you fire that bomb, and you, you know, it, it's a real-time multiplayer game and uh, if you're really, really good at that game, you end up with all the points and traffic and therefore you win. But that has nothing to do with marketing. But, no. I, but I'm pretty sure a lot of SEOs would love that game controller. The, <laughs> the, the thing that at the end of the day becomes important, I think, is going to be that you not only have to be technically competent in order to help the search engines recognize you're a subject matter expert, and you not only have to actually be a subject matter expert, but you're gonna to have to present yourself at a marketing level that is way beyond what a normal SEO has ever done in the past. We've been fortunate as an industry that a lot of our projects are we are technical people dealing with a marketing organization in a company. True. You know, that that give and take back and forth has sort of saved us. But I think what we're going to see is SEO has got to become more marketing. It, it really isn't just programming anymore. It isn't just, hey, I'm an affiliate. I'm going to create a website. I'm going to push this magic button on this magic plugin, and I'm going to get a million people to come through my site. I'll, 
I'll cookie you and I'll make money when they go somewhere else. That isn't going to happen. We're going to see that these sites that are going to be ranked in Google actually have to have marketing savvy and, and be of benefit to the community. And, and that's what I see as being the big shift. So how does that happen like in the real world? Like does a technical SEO need to go out and take marketing classes or does a marketer need to go out and take technical SEO classes? Probably both. Right. Uh, I, you know, and I don't know if it's classes or read a book. Right, yeah, right. Like just study up, like gain that knowledge. Which more direction well versed is in that area? You know, there's a lot of technical SEOs that I would not ever put up on a podium and have speak at a conference because I know they just can't. They'll freeze up, they'll um and um and um and er and um and ah. And, you know, they just can't. But there's a lot of technical SEOs that are pretty good at marketing now. And I think that what will happen is we're going to see those organizations uh, move ahead. They will be mimicked by engineers. And it may be that the engineer needs a partner that is a good marketer. Or it may be an SEO company brings in somebody that knows marketing. And, it, and they work as a team on projects. But if it were up to me, sure, I would love for people who are SEOs to become more like marketers. I think if you really look at where the money is, I would have to count on marketers becoming better at SEO as well. When we do a course, uh, we'll have two people from a company often in the, in the room, and one will be the IT guy and one will be the marketing guy and then when they start, they're kind of staring at each other and not talking. And by the time we're, you know, lunch the first day, they're sitting there sharing ideas. That is the way I think we have to see this evolve. It has to be a team effort. And we're going to see it, it change quite a bit. I think that um, kind of as like a dovetail to this same prediction is your prediction eight. User experience will be... a significant discussion point, causing conversion methods to evolve into a gentler experience. Basically, this is saying um, calls to action, our kind of conversion rate optimization discipline, the things that we're doing to like convert a user on our site, we're going to need to use a more subtle touch or, or a more, you know, skillful approach. Finesse. Finesse. That's the word I was looking for exactly. <laughs> The, and, and the hard part about this, when you really think about it, um, it wasn't that long ago that you would target with laser scalpel accuracy if you could. Um, the concept of a persona three years ago didn't exist, really. I mean, we've been doing it forever, but a lot of people, you know, I just, hey, any visitor is a good visitor, you know, they just shotgun everything. But we're getting to the point where we need to understand who our user is, and we need to understand their community, and we need to understand their, what drives them to want to buy from us. And the hard sell is, is, has evolved. I think that uh, you, it used to be that you could do a harder sell. And by the way, retargeting might be a little bit too hard even itself if you don't do it right. But... 
I think that what we're going to see is that the audience that is purchasing is becoming much more savvy in how the internet works and they're going to become more resistant to somebody doing a call to action that is a hard sell and it's going to have to be more finesse and the finesse may come from hi uh, they visit my website and I have to have a, a, a phone call or it may be a couple of pieces of literature that I have to send them or it may be I just can't say by now it may be that I have to you know give them more value or motivation or argument about why I am a little better than everybody else and I have to do more convincing and things like that on our own website from the very beginning I have taken the approach of giving away free information, free tools. Uh, we have some tools that are really power tools. We got to charge for those, but we give away a lot of free information. And my approach has always been answer questions until they surrender. That's, yeah, that's it. You know, we, we will give away how to do it because that is the only way you're really going to get at a level of trust. It's the only way you're going to get people to consider you authorities, to talk to you or, or read your materials or, or buy into the fact that you know more than everybody else. I can say I know more. I may, I may not, but I know a lot. But it's not my decision. It's the consumer's decision. And somehow we got to figure out how do we handle the finesse of dealing with the consumers for our particular websites when in fact that consumer is changing and hard sales I think will be less productive. They, for many many years nobody wanted to buy. They had to change that. They had to decide they wanted to buy but they weren't going to buy because we told them to buy. I think that's getting worse. I think if we tell them, buy now, you know, if we tell them there's only five left, or if we tell them this expires in 28 minutes, those things used to work. I think they're working less. Or some people might work on still, but I don't think it's a larger population. I think that all of those messages have got to be more marketing. I think all of those messages and calls to action and how you get somebody that is the right somebody to buy from you is going to be expertness, authority, trust. You have to maintain your website. All the stuff Google's talking about, all of that stuff is exactly what you got to do. And you can't demand somebody buy from you. You got to help them buy from you. And that finesse is where I see us going. Um, I think it kind of circles back around to the very first point we talked about, about how expertise is the the most important of the three, right? If you're going to have to do a soft sell, which is basically convincing them that you're the expert through time with a longer conversion funnel where they're just, they want to know the information. They want to make sure that they understand the topic completely. So they're doing a lot of research. And if they keep seeing you come up with the answer over and over, then you're the expert. Then... I think the sale is just a natural next step in their relationship with you. I think there's some psychology to it too, and that's what I'm hearing when we're talking about it, is there is a psychology to understanding that 
let's just call them a buyer, okay? So understanding the buyer, web searcher, visitor, still talking about the same thing. But there's a psychology to yeah, what is, like you said, the process as they're researching, what kinds of things are they researching? What are they interested in? What is their process? What's the roadblocks? And a lot of that does go back to marketing. It does go back to marketing research and the identifying your target market. But I still think a lot of websites fall short of that. And that's where there's a problem. So they fall short of it. So they defer to the hard sell. Just buy. Big red button. You know, you can't get past it. But again, there's a psychology behind it. You have to understand that person and get, try as close as you can to get inside their mind. So everything you're producing, you are building that trust and that relationship with them. And I think one of the things you also have to understand, while brands have authority mm -hmm. and trust and, and a lot of money for expertness and things like that, this is an excellent opportunity for somebody to do an end run. Mm. I think that what we're going to be seeing because of mobile, because it is a, a different characteristic and a different user profile, and a younger user profile maybe, or, or, although that's changing as well. Everybody's mobile now. Everyone's mobile. <laughs> um, when you get in and you start looking at the characteristics that cause people to do things, I don't know that the brands have as much of an advantage as they once did. Uh, and quite frankly, I think it's in Google's best interest to equalize the playing field and, and put some of the uh, more local companies, uh, the more expert up-and-coming companies in. Uh, certainly the brands aren't uh, afraid to spend money on pay-per-click, so that might work out well for Google. <laughs> Uh, we only covered like maybe three or four of the predictions of your nine predictions, Bruce. So I think re uh, listeners should go to bruceclay.com slash blog. I mean, only if you want to. That's like <laughs> something you're into. Uh, to Boy, see, talk about a soft sell. <laughs> <laughs> to see um, Bruce Clay's uh, SEO predictions for 2015. And of course... Um, Visit semsynergy.com slash iTunes to tell us what you think about the show. And until next week, thanks for listening to SEM Synergy. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business -business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.